Comparison is the thief of joy. I honestly don't remember when I first heard this quote, and I had to look up who it is attributed to, and that's Theodore Roosevelt. But this quote is one that I find myself coming back to frequently over the years. The summary that someone wrote about this quote I think is worth sharing as well. When we compare ourselves to what others have, or simply how they are, we are essentially making ourselves feel downright inadequate and deflated, with a low self-esteem to match. How often are you comparing yourself to what somebody else is doing? Or comparing the results that someone else is getting from the efforts that are similar to yours or something that you are interested in doing yourself? Don't let comparison take away your joy. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Last week, I hit a podcast milestone, 5,000 total downloads. When I started podcasting, I was hopeful numbers would grow faster than they did. I was constantly looking at the download numbers multiple times a day sometimes, wondering what I needed to do to hit the numbers I kept seeing people post about in the She Podcast group on Facebook or in other conversation hubs for podcasters I followed. Each week, I see a podcast host share a download milestone. Maybe it is the first 1,000 downloads reached in the first week of a show, or maybe it is the first individual episode that hit 1,000 downloads. Regardless of what it is, there's always a flood of comments. Wow, I haven't even hit 500 downloads, and I've done X number of shows. Or I've been releasing shows for months and haven't hit those numbers. I also regularly see this question. How many downloads should I expect in the first week? Or what is the number of downloads that makes a show successful? Every time I see this post, I'm reminded of the advice that one of my very first guests offered to me. Christina Shali, who had just started her podcast a few months before I launched, told me this. Don't dwell on the downloads. As I started to get more comfortable with producing a weekly show, I started to share that exact advice in those conversations. Comparison is the thief of joy. And in this case, like so many others, it is true. My podcast growth has been slow, deliberate, and steady. It is and was very easy to fall into the habit of comparing my show's growth to that of others. I would often feel like I was not doing something right, that I was missing opportunities because my focus was on organic growth. I had to continually remind myself that my podcast journey is just that, mine. I have different goals and objectives for my show, different audiences, and I am not a celebrity who decided to start a show and had an instant following. Do you find yourself comparing others' success to yours, whether it is podcasting or some other aspect of business? It is easy to do, but it is not always productive. I frequently see businesses jumping on the bandwagon for the latest social media trend. 
Clubhouse seems to be the hot topic right now, or some other marketing tactic. And I always wonder, is there a sound strategy behind the actions, or is it just to keep up with what others are doing? Yes, comparison might serve as a source of ideas, inspiration, and maybe even motivation. But comparison can also serve as a source of guilt, negative self-talk, it can be the root of imposter syndrome, and it can hold you back from doing something really significant in your business. This week, I hit 5,000 total downloads for my show. This is after 87 episodes and not quite two years. I am proud of that statistic, but it is not without falling victim to comparison. Remember, celebrate your wins. A couple weeks ago, I listened to an episode of the Freakonomics podcast on the cost of healthcare in the United States. As the title said, it is a hot mess. This episode explored several ideas of how to rein in the expenses. They talked about reimbursement and insurance and pharmaceutical costs, technological advances, and everything in between. The fact is, healthcare is huge, and trying to change the way an entire industry works is daunting. What has stayed with me since listening to this episode is the idea they closed with. Rather than focusing on the big ideas to make the biggest impact, why not focus on smaller ideas, ones that can be more easily achieved, and then focus on attacking several of those ideas. Then, as those ideas are embraced, the sum of them all would equal the impact of what one of those big changes would make. And it would be accomplished in a much faster time frame. That idea, make several small changes to equal one big change. This can be applied in many aspects of business. Sometimes the quick wins can set the course for a bigger challenge to be attempted, or at least be considered. A number of quick wins can change the mindset of those who are convinced that something bigger isn't possible. A few quick wins can be done efficiently and effectively. A big change might take months or years to reap any benefit, whereas the smaller goals will show results faster. If you are being held back by the idea of overcoming a big change, I challenge you to think about what smaller changes or goals you can reach to set you and your business up to better tackle that other big change that you see in front of you. Or maybe the series of small changes will make the impact you'd hope to achieve by that one daunting challenge that now isn't even necessary any longer. A change of perspective can be just what you need to gain momentum. So the other day, I posted on LinkedIn about my service called the Marketing Director on Call, and I had a person reach out to me and say, hey, I don't know what this is. Can you tell me more about it? So I thought maybe I should tell you about it, too. We're all familiar with a physician calling on another physician to help with a patient, right? That physician there calling is on call. My on-call service is the same thing. If you are responsible for marketing but have no one to brainstorm ideas with or have marketing responsibilities as quote, other duties as assigned, 
Or maybe you are a founder or a business owner who is looking to bootstrap as many business functions as possible until you've grown enough to hire a bigger team. Each of these roles may put you in a position to want to talk to an expert in marketing or branding. And you know what? That's me. And that's where the marketing director on call service is valuable. You drive the agenda, we brainstorm and strategize for an hour, working out an action plan, and you leave with clarity and confidence to make it happen. I'm on call for you. Your second opinion is a phone or now a Zoom call away. Check out the link in the show notes for more information about the marketing director on call service and also how to schedule a discovery call to, to find out if it's the right service for you. I look forward to hearing from you. Leadership is not about being in charge. It is about taking care of those in your charge. That's a quote by Simon Sinek. Always take time for others, especially if you know they need someone. Make those people feel as though they are the most important person in the room. See the potential in those who cannot see it themselves. Mentor emerging leaders. Be selfless. Show respect, compassion, and empathy. These are the traits of a leader. And these are just a few of the words said to describe a legendary coach and educator who recently passed away from my hometown in rural South Dakota. Because his funeral was live streamed, I was joined by 250 other people from around the, the state and the country who were listening in on these stories being told about his years of coaching and teaching. Coach McCune was my high school history and government teacher. I remember the fun and humor he always brought to the classroom. One afternoon, he noticed that one of my classmates had fallen asleep. The classroom was adjacent to an outside door, and the windows of the classroom were at the ground level. With a sly smile on his face, he quietly directed all of us to exit the classroom and watch from outside as he quickly changed the time on the clock and turned out the lights. Seconds later, he came rushing back into the room, yelling at my classmate to wake up, saying he was late for football practice. He took great pride in creating the school's athletic programs through the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. He created a reputation for my hometown that went beyond being known as the home of Laura Ingalls Wilder. When asked what else they did as a family, his wife said their lives were dedicated to caring for the students and student-athletes he coached. He also took pride in keeping the golf course in good shape. My dad was one of a small group of men who designed and built the course in my hometown nearly 60 years ago. After my dad died in 2012, Marv told me he often felt my dad's presence on the course, especially when he was mowing the fairways and leaving the rough longer than my dad would have preferred. Leadership is not about being in charge. It is about taking care of those in your charge. This quote is the perfect summary of the life Coach McCune lived. He was known for the traits that I listed before, and that went beyond coaching and athletics. Truth be told, I always just looked at him as another person I'd known my whole life. Someone who was always there. Until hearing the countless stories told about him and the compassion, the mentoring, and the time he showed so many, 
I'd never thought of him as a leader. I think it is easy to overlook those ideas or only see someone through the lens in which you know them. For me, he was a teacher and someone I associated with the golf course. I didn't know him as a coach, other than to know that it was part of his role in the school. I challenge you to step back and look at those you've known for a long time. Do they possess the traits of a leader and you haven't recognized it? Are you giving them enough credit for their skills, abilities, and talents? Are you taking them for granted? And also, think of yourself. Are you exhibiting the traits of the leader you aspire to be? And if not, what can you do differently? As the service ended, the minister asked those in attendance to stand if they had been coached by, coached against him, or been taught by Coach McCune. It was a powerful moment, was a visual representation of his legacy. The scoreboard buzzer sounded at the end of the service, and then Queen's We Are the Champions filled the gym as the coach left for the final time. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast, presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.